Here again this morning, we have Mr. Jordan Miller. Whoa, what? <laughs> Jacob. You did look. You did look I for a know. second. <laughs> gotcha. And then, right. wait, do we have Jacob Largaspata? Largaspata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. You're Jacob Miller, or you're Jordan Miller. Wow. Jordan Miller. That's crazy. This was intended to be a short joke. <laughs> did not work well. Man, I can't wait to see my son, Benjamin. You know, <laughs> wow! All right, we better we better introduce the title of yes, this. <laughs> yes, this is episode Band of Brothers. Yes, it is. I love this one. Like, I genuinely love each and every one of these. Like, I learned so much. I think we were just uh, maybe I just said it out loud. I think Rodney, you were in here, and I was like, man, I love this material that we're putting together. I mm. wish it were you know sermon content and so forth. Um, I want to preach on it because I'm just amazed at what we're the material that's being produced. Okay, so yes, in the house, um, as as has been, we have Jordan, we have Jacob, and we have Rodney and Ron. Now, here's what I was going to say. I thought about this morning. It's R and R and J and J. Whoa! Think about that, right? That's funny. Wait a right? minute. Wait a minute. That's just like your daughters and their boyfriends. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> the R and Js. The R and Js. Rs are meant to be with Js. Yes, I guess so. R J J R. Who's your R? Really? Oh, I thought you were going to say Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he should have said. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Nobody, okay. nobody wants to share the bearded mic again. Uh, yes. Yeah. What I, did Jordan have for breakfast? <laughs> well, who's your R? Oh, my R's Ron. <laughs> <laughs> what? the world is happening This is today. a podcast for men. No, oh, not no, like that, no, though. No. Not like that. All right. All right. Let me pull this back in. <laughs> no, we're having fun. We're having fun. We hope it breaks you guys' day up. Maybe, I don't know, maybe for that moment, you're getting ready to go into a rough meeting and you're like not wanting to do this today and you just needed to laugh. Well, let us provide it. Um, we did that. So Band of Brothers, um, if you've never seen the miniseries, I love the miniseries Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. but I'm nostalgic like that. I think that that is that is the greatest generation, as they call them, mm-hmm. and I love any type of movie uh, miniseries about them, but I also love the theme song. The theme song for that is uh, Requiem of a Soldier. If you've never heard that, that's a phenomenal song. Band of Brothers, let's jump right into this. So in previous episodes, we started introducing this verse. And I love it. I mean, it's, it's like right there. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be watchful. Sounds like a man. Stand firm in the faith. Sounds like a man. He gets right to it. You cannot see another verse in the Bible that just gets right to it. Act like men. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Right? He hits it. All right. So here, here's... It doesn't a, have to be defined either. It does not have to be defined. No exegesis, no, no, no exposition, no hermeneutics. Act like men. All right, band of brothers, we need each other. That's where we're headed. Here's here's a statement that I read. It takes a man to train a man to be a man. Mm. Mm. Paul says when he's talking to Timothy um, in other verses, he says, find faithful men whom you can entrust to continue to teach. So it takes a man to train a man to be a man. Okay, so one of the goals of Front Sight is not just to have listeners and followers. Remember, mm. at first I really didn't want to advertise this and put it out there. I really only wanted the committed, the called, the strong. 
um, the few, the proud kind of a deal, whatever. But uh, now that we're here, which I love it, like I do pray that it grows. Like, honestly, I do pray. But one of the goals of Front Sight is not just to inform men, but to encourage, obviously encourage media, encourage men to bring other men around them, their sons, their daughters, um, older men, younger men, younger men to younger men, like get in a group, which is why we're talking band of brothers, okay? But, you know, I thought let's have some fun with this. We've already had fun, but let's have fun with this. Um, I just started thinking about these real men don't statements. Mm. Mm -hmm. You ever heard some of these? They're, They're kind of funny. Um, and, and some are, so don't go Google them. I, I I made the mistake of Googling them and some of them aren't clean, (laughs) um, and so forth. But so I chose ones that are just more, you know, to us and kind of break the moment real. Now I'm going to be funny, but there's a reason why I did choose these as always, um, because it kind of hits on some points. All right. So here's one real men don't cry. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah. There was yeah. a shirt by John Wayne. Somebody quoted John Wayne or something said, those aren't tears. That's just, you know, dust in my eyes kind of a thing. <laughs> um, real men don't play Frisbee. Oh, come on. Mm. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Hold on. Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we just handed out Frisbees. Uh, um, I, think I think you're making his point, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> real men don't use zip codes. Mm. I don't even. I don't know that one. Yeah. I have a zipper on my pants. What, I, yeah, what a is a zip code? See, exactly. We're all real men here. Real men don't call for a fair catch. Okay? Like yep. in football, just take it. You know yep. what I mean? Mm. Uh, don't eat quiche. Hmm. Real men don't eat quiche. Rodney, you have a story about that? I'm not a real man. <laughs> <laughs> you just ate, ate quiche. I ate quiche for the first time in like three years last week. That's Uh-oh. funny. Honestly, I'm not a big egg eater, but I don't mind quiche because it's kind of got other stuff in it. But you, you get my point. But... Here, here's a good one. See if you guys can. I think you have the joke in front of me, but I love this one. How many men does it take to change a light bulb? I'm going to pause because they don't know. How many men does it take to change a light bulb? Now, I know there's some men out there listening. You like to solve jokes and riddles. So I'm going to give you a second to think before I give you the answer. One more time. How many men does it take to change a light bulb? The answer is none. Real men aren't afraid of the dark. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Here's some real men quotes. Now, I love these real men quotes. A real man ain't a coward. He stands by what he says, admits his faults, and corrects his mistakes. Kiki Strack said that. A real man is one who fears the death of his heart, not of his body. Mm. That is in Kaim al-Jazawi. I think I said his name right. Anyway, a real man is one who fears the death of his heart, not of his body. Here's another one. It takes a real man to make a true confession. Mm. Charles Studd. Albert Hubbard. The stronger a man is, the more gentle he can afford to be. I Mm. really liked that one. That is good. Especially being a dad of three daughters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is not the death, it is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. Mm. Marcus Aurelius. Wow. Men are like steel. When they lose their temper, they lose their worth. Who said that? Wow, come on. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, right? We could go on about Chuck Norris. Yeah, there's a lot of Chuck Norris jokes going around right now. John Wayne, you have to be a man before you can be a gentleman. I love that. Someone said this, manhood is the defeat of childhood narcissism. Yeah. Whoa. I, could, I could write a whole episode on that statement alone. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I think we will. Yeah. 
Here's the point. Men need the support of other men. We're talking about band of brothers, you know, having somebody in the foxhole with you, somebody knowing there's somebody beside you mm. uh, that's going to charge hell with you, that's going to help you get through a rough spot, somebody that you can be account- truly accountable to, somebody you can text and just say, hey, my head's not in the right spot, somebody you can call and just say, man, I just had a bad argument at work, think I'm going to lose my job, what do I do? Men need the support of each other. All right. Now, men do need other men. Yeah. We don't think we do. Because we equate being strong as being isolated. Mm-hmm. We think that's where strength is. But camaraderie is needed. I said this. I wrote this. It takes a squad, not a Rambo. But we all, all men want to be Rambos. Yeah. Um, I get that, right? But it's, it's literally it takes a squad. Bonhoeffer in his book, Life Together, he said this, that when a man decides he's going to spend the rest of his life in gentle, honest brotherhood with others, that man will never be alone again. Mm. Now, can I just tell you, okay, the reason why I'm doing Frontside is for almost 20-some years, I've had the same conversations with men through the years, and I, I said, you know what, let's just let's just get all these conversations out on the table instead of meeting with them one-on-one and only hitting a few guys. Let's get this out and, and, and about. Here's what I know. Most men would rather live isolated, and yet they most men complain that they're alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They do. They, yeah. they, they, they complain that they're alone. Now, just the other day, I had a conversation with my daughters, and I said, I need to do a better job of preparing you for ministry and leadership because ministry and leadership can be very lonely. We know that. And so I was talking about how you maintain community yet in the midst of doing ministry. Mm. And so I literally had this conversation. Bonhoeffer is so right. He says this, sin wants to have a man hanging back in the shadows of denial, avoidance, and evasion. Mm. That's when sin has got him. Yeah, guys, I, listen. I'm thinking right now of 15 men that I just had this conversation with. Are you listen? Those, those guys know who you are. Let me say that again. Sin wants to have a man hanging back in the shadows of denial, avoidance, and evasion. Mm. That's when sin has got him. Oh my goodness, Rain has asked me this for years. She says, "How do you get men to study the Bible?" And you know what my answer is? I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. Uh, because, one, men are so different in how we study the Bible. We don't study the Bible like women. We study so differently. I mean, I, I do know the answer, but she was asking me not, like, how do they study, but how to get them yeah. to that yeah. point. And I said, it really just has to come down to a massive heart change, and that's none of our jobs. That's the Holy Spirit. She asked me this, too. What can be said or done to make a man not lose his brains? Now, I do have an answer for that, and that is having a camaraderie of men, a brotherhood of men around them that they trust, okay? Yeah. Here's the point. A good soldier makes sure he's a good piece of gear. Rodney, you've heard that in military, right? Somebody looks at you, and you come back, and it's like your head's messed up or something's going. Maybe you, most often, you know, you, you come back from the weekend of a girlfriend or marriage, and you, you report for duty kind of a deal, and you can just look at a guy, and you're like, man, you all right? But mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm a good piece of gear. Like, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm mission ready. All right. We want to make sure men are mission ready. All right. I want to hit this really quick. Now, looking at my notes, it looks like a lot. Um, so I'm going to rattle some of this off because I really need to clarify and explain true accountability. Mm-hmm. You Please give me a few minutes to explain accountability because I think we have the wrong I- – I think men have the wrong idea of what accountability is – so I want to tell you what it's not, mm. and then I want to help you understand what it is. So if you're if you're gonna practice band of brothers, 
when somebody says, do you have accountability, I want to put this information in your head so you'll be able to tell them, well, that's not accountability, but I have this as accountability. Let, let, let's talk. You yeah. ready? Okay. Accountability is not about looking like a strong Christian. This term has unfortunately led many, many to not get help and produce pride and hurt, meaning you don't have to hold it all together. Yeah. Now, to be fair, you don't need 15 men that you go to and say, I'm not holding it together. Right. Yeah. Okay, so like right now, at my position as a, as a lead pastor, if I were to stand up on Sunday morning and say, I just don't have it all together, <laughs> that wouldn't go over well. No. <laughs> now, would that be true confession or would that be yes? But there's a time and a place to share that with some folks to say, man, I'm really struggling here, um, my prayer life. or this. And I have. I have those three men in my life that I can go to them and say, I'm really battling right now. Spiritual warfare has me defeated. Uh, when I, I'm, I'm putting the, like, I can share those things. So you don't need 15 people that you go to and say, blah, right? You need one or two, but have somebody because if not, none, none of us can keep it together all the time. Now, preferably... If you're married, that's your wife. Yeah. Your wife should be, she is to be the help meet that you should be able to go to and say, I'm struggling here, I'm hurting here, like I'm having this issue. Like I can tell Raina anything, and I'm telling you, she's not surprised by it. And she's like, all right. I mean, I can see her right now. She just kind of puts her hands together. And she's just like, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. And I love that. Love that. Okay. Accountability is not a path to become, listen, oh, please get this point. Accountability is not a path to become a moral person. Mm -hmm. Mm. All right. In a previous episode, we said, uh, why do men have a hard time talking about purity? Well, because all we tell men to do, read the Bible, go to church, and don't look at pornography. Remember that? We just say three things. So what we're telling them is, if I don't look at dirty images and I read the Bible, then I've done accountability. No, you haven't. Okay, Accountability is not an attempt to pass the Bible reading, memorization, and evangelism test. So accountability is, you don't just check a box and say, today I read the Bible. Okay, Accountability is not a way to modify behavior. Yeah, It's not. Now, you discuss the behavior that's troublesome, but it doesn't modify. Here's why I say that. We have men that meet in men's groups around the city and around the world and they still haven't changed their ways. Mm-hmm. Like we st- we have men that meet in men's Bible study groups on a given night. Let's say Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday morning, can I just say this because it's happened? They're meeting prostitutes. Oof. Like they leave a small group on a night, and then the next night they go. Or they go out and do drugs, or they go out and, 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 and fall. Okay, because they thought that what they did that night modified their behavior. That's not what accountability does. Mm-hmm. Okay, accountability is not a time to beat or abuse one another. Mm. So if we've done that, but if you've ever confessed to somebody you thought was a friend and then they end up throwing it back in your face, well, yeah. then that's why we avoid accountability, okay? Accountability in and of itself does not show one's humble dependence upon God. Did you get that? It. Our dependence upon God isn't only demonstrated through accountability. Accountability does not remove one's man card. That's a big one. We think if I go share something with somebody, another man, that I'm not a man. Mm. Actually, the the, the more I develop the art of sharing, the stronger of a man I become. Okay, Mm. Let's talk about what accountability is. Everybody listening? 
Accountability is a time of drinking deep from God through straws of confession. I don't know who said that, but I wrote that down. That's accountability. You're basically telling God, like David said, search me and try me, search my heart. Did you know that's a surgical term he's using there in that psalm? Don't remember the psalm right now, but when David says, search me and try me and search my heart, he's basically saying perform open heart surgery. That's a medical term. Accountability is a time of restoration, rebuilding, and worship. Accountability is a way to magnify the great grace of God. Oh, big I wish. Time. Big time. Big yeah. Time. Because what often comes out of accountability sometimes is guilt. Yeah. What often wow. comes out of accountability sometimes is I could have done better. Doggone it. I messed up again. Correction, well, correction, correction. Keep on going. Right. Yeah. Right? And so you feel defeated. So yep. that's why we don't do accountability because we feel more guilty, more defeated. But accountability should cause you to focus on the grace of God. Yeah. God, you, you, yeah, you kept restoring me. You kept, how? Like, God, I'm, I'm more overwhelmed by you than I am overwhelmed by me. Okay. Being in an accountability group, um, not a Denny's group. Can I just say that? I hope there's nobody that meets in a Denny's. Um, and you're going, wow, Pastor Ron just said our Denny's Bible study group is not a small group. Okay. <laughs> Let me explain that. A Denny's group of men that meet for breakfast every Monday morning at 6 a.m., the conversations go like this. How'd your week go? Pretty good. How you doing in the area of sexual purity? Better. That's wonderful. Oh, Anyone had the pancakes here? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that got a little deep. Let's move on. <laughs> exactly. It's like they don't Shallow. stay on it, you know? But that's really that's really the end. That's really the end of the the conversation. They yeah, think that's, exactly. So as long as we just meet at Denny's and talk for just a moment, and I, I go ahead and just get that one hard question out of the way. It's like, whew, check yeah. that box. And after you move the hard question out of the way, then you're like, okay, is anybody, you know, what, what do you guys think about the pancake breakfast mm. here? All right, here's yeah. another one right here. They say, did you look at anything sexually explicit this week? Did you drink any alcohol? What did you do to strengthen yeah. your marriage? How many days did you have a time with the Lord this, the, in this word? The questions are tailored to you, and they're very specific. Make sure your group of men are not just empathetic, yeah. mm. but are prophetic. As they what speak God's mean? truth into your life. Oh, that's a great question. What does that mean? That's good. Okay. So, Jordan, you and I sit down at breakfast, right? We meet at Denny's. And right now the common the common thought is if we meet for breakfast and I say, how are you? Yeah. How'd you do in school? Oh, good, did good, you, good. Did you yeah. pass your test? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Not, no, so there's nothing wrong with in and of themselves doing that. Yeah. But you, the, the, the person that you're being accountable to needs to be learn to be prophetic, like learning to speak encouragement, mm. counsel, guidance, not just ask you questions and then order pancakes and then move on. Yeah, exactly. That The average men's group that meets, that's all they do. Yes. Which is why men still go out after having a meeting and, and don't change. Listen, effective men's groups are not about feeling good, but about being who God has called you to be. When the apostle, oh, you got to get this. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he doesn't tell him how to feel. Yeah. I'm going to pause there. Most men's group only tell us how to feel. Yeah. He didn't tell Timothy how to feel. He told him what to do. Yeah. That's what I mean, Jordan, by being prophetic. Here's what he says in 2 Timothy 2, 22. Flee, Paul uses two words, two action words. He says, flee that which is harmful and pursue that which is honoring to God. 
He says it this way, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. Flee and pursue, flee and pursue, flee and pursue. Mm. Pursue faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. That's accountability. Yeah. I think we discussed that in a previous episode. John MacArthur, the five things that make a godly man, what he flees from, what he follows after, all, right? I can only yeah. quote two of them from memory. But that's what Paul does. Paul doesn't just say, oh, that's great. I'm so glad that you confessed you did this. I'm, com- yeah. I'm glad. No, he goes, all right, here's what we're going to do after that now. Flee from it, pursue this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that, what does is, what is true transparency look like? All right, you got to get this. The aim of the world, the aim of flesh and the devil is to sever a God worship part of our life and, and replace it with anyone or anything else to worship. Listen, from our first days, we do not trust God and we seek to find happiness outside of him. So what do we do? Guys are the best at this. We build protective walls and make decisions behind them, mm. thinking we know better and that God is withholding goodness. As as I'm telling you this right now, let me just put it in these terms. I recently met with someone. Let me just say it that way. I recently met with someone, and here's what they said. I've been doing it my way for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. They literally just said that. And here's what they said. I've been doing it my way for over 20 years, right? And he said, finally, what I did was God got me on my back, literally got him on his back. I don't want to share too much information, but literally got him on his back. And he said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. and, and literally, that's the reason why I wrote this. He thought he had to have the answers instead of trusting mm. God to have the answers. Yeah. And he literally said, I'm good at shutting down my emotions. I'm good at putting up walls. I'm good at building barriers and barricades around me. He said, but God stripped every bit of that down and pulled me out of my box and said, you don't need the answers. Mm. Wow. That's what true transparency looks like. Yeah. Men are the best at building walls. Okay. Well... If we're going to be a band of brothers, you got to know where the enemy's attacking. Like, if we're going to be in a foxhole with somebody. That's true. Right? Yeah. So let's study the enemy's attacks. All right, here's number one. Guys, you got to get this. There's only three, I think. Listen, here's how the devil comes at you. He, number one, comes at you to alienate and separate a man from his mind, his will, and his emotions. If the devil can get you alone. He's got you. He's got you. I'll tell you right now, one of the biggest enemies of men is idle time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Alone time. Like, I mean, if I'm if 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 I if a guy's alone with his phone or he's he's alone in his own head, if he's a, if he's just by himself, the mental thoughts that come through, uh the the stuff that's pulled back from memory of what he just did or the fear of facing tomorrow, how am I going to have this conversation with my wife that the bills aren't paid yeah. or that I might lose my job or whatever. It's in that alone time uh, that you and I, the devil's attack is to alienate and separate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, why do I say that? Remember, we're talking about band of brothers. Like, yeah. we need somebody. I'm just telling you right now, I've got two guys that text or call me every week, at least three times a week, and... We hold each other accountable in this area, okay? Yeah. Here's number two. How does the enemy attack? To place, listen, listen, guys, to place reasonable, you got to hear that word, reasonable space between his relationship with his wife. Mm. Oh, Mm. my gosh. Wow. Whoa. Okay, let me go back to that word reasonable. Yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah, that that gets its own brackets. 
It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, Jacob, obviously, you've been married, so um, or are married. But what I mean by that word B is Rodney and I have been married a lot longer. Yeah. Not that you can't experience it, and I'm sure maybe you have in some area. But Rodney and I have been married long enough to know that it, it can be easy to have reasonable space with your wife, meaning, like, we're good. It's not that we're bad. And I didn't do anything bad. She didn't do anything bad. We're just there. Mm. Motoring along, getting stuff done. You said it. You said it so well. How how many times in our year in our years of marriage that wasn't bad? Our marriage wasn't falling apart. There wasn't immorality. There wasn't anger. There wasn't any of that. It, it's just just we were motoring along, and man, we bought into that. Re- like I was close enough to Raina, close enough, but we were so busy that it wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah, if the devil wants to come in and say, "Hey, today I'm gonna." F- you put a temptation in your life that's going to create this massive gap between you and your wife. Mm. You'd be alert. He doesn't do that. He just gives reasonable space. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he uses busyness in that. A lot of it's busyness. A lot of it's busyness. 100%. Um, a yeah, lot of if it's not busyness, it's uh, doing nothing. It's <laughs> exactly. What we just said. Yeah. Like... The wrong kind of busyness, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised how many husbands and wives, not just here, but how many husbands and wives live in the same house, but they're in different rooms. Like, one's on their phone playing Jingle Jam or yeah. Candy Rabbit Crush. I don't know the name of these games. <laughs> Whatever. I really don't know. I'm not a Crush game. the rabbit. Crush the rabbit. I'm not a gamer. I'm not a... I'm not a... What do you even call those things that are on your phone? Like, are they still called games? Like... Yeah. They're like... like they're mobile games. Yeah, I don't do that. I just... No. I read, and and Jacob knows this. We have a few little ser- mini series shows that we stream. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I do. Like I read yeah. and do that, and um, have a lot of fun with the family when they're over. Here's the point. Um, yeah, to, to Jordan's point and to Rodney's point. Okay, so busyness and then idleness. Mm. And so again, his goal is to create space between you and your wife. Here's number three: to create acceptable distance. From his children. Hmm. What? Okay. Let me review them. Oh, man. You have to know the devil's attacks. To alienate and separate a man from his mind, his will, and emotions. Number two, to place reasonable space between his wife. Okay. And to create acceptable distance with his children. What is acceptable distance from our children? Well, okay, a guy has to go out and work. And most houses are double income. That's okay. Um, but to, to the acceptable distance is, um, and I have to guard this. Like there was a time when my girls were, were much younger that I made sure I hugged them every day and said, I love you. I've noticed over the last, I don't know, two to three years, I think I started noticing it when Rayleigh left the house. When Rayleigh began to leave the house, I was like, oh my gosh, like, did I, did I hug her enough? Did I say I love you enough? And even now oh, with man. Rihanna, I get so busy with Rihanna you know, preparing to leave the house that I have to ask that question. So she's backing out of the driveway the other day with Jean and and she was all dressed up and Jean was all dressed up and she had flowers in her hands. And I might even cry saying this. Yeah, I probably will. And um, just the way she put her hand out the window with the flowers in her, it reminded me of Rayleigh and her and Jean were driving away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, woo. Wow. There's another one going out the house. And I thought, awesome for them. I mean, Jean is an incredible young man. So excited for their wedding. But I thought, 
have I hugged her enough? Have I said I love you enough? Mm. Oh man, did I that was was I okay with the acceptable distance from my children? Yeah, yeah. Because honey, you know I'm busy. I'll I'll, I'll get to the game when I can. Yeah. Um. Even even when you're in the kitchen, like when you're standing side by side with your little one, your middle schooler, um, your your teenager, you think you're just making macaroni and cheese. That's the time to make macaroni. And if they spill the macaroni and cheese on the ground, laugh about it. Yeah. yeah. If because you're not going to have many more days when they spill the macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. on the ground. Right. And it's just macaroni and cheese. It was probably a dollar sixty nine in a box, whatever. <laughs> Even if it was organic, it was three twenty nine. It's not that big of a difference, whatever. Right. But okay, think about this. A, review these enemies' attacks. Okay. Now listen. Let me get to a hard point right now. We're about to make a turn. There's a hidden crisis. In men's mental health. Guys, are you listening to me? That we are still untangling. Like, it's hard to find the research. Because I can, can I continue to confess this to you? Like, as I write this material, it's really hard to find material for men written by men. Mm. Most men's material is featured from female psychologists. Not a bad thing. Cause I did not know that. Oh, yeah. They're spot on about the material. Not I'm not against female contributors, right? I've got four females in my life that contribute to my life. So please don't yeah. tell me I'm against female. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but my point is there's not enough men writing about men from a man's perspective. Mm-hmm. But here's what we know. We're still untangling so many of these deeply held socialized beliefs about what it means to be a man. Here's what we're seeing. We're seeing an increased rate of suicide among men under the age of 50. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Because men are struggling to find who they are, who they're supposed to be, and how they're supposed to act. Yeah. I am more motivated than ever about Frontsight Podcasts to help raise godly men. And I'm even more motivated because obviously I've got three son-in-laws one day. (laughs) I've got a grandson. And I'm looking around at like Benjamin and I'm like, and he's got a great dad. Benjamin's got a great dad. Okay, Jacob. Thank you. Great dad. But I'm, I still, I'm like, all right. Um, I got uh, 30 years on you, Jacob. I don't know how many years. 29? Somewhere in there. How are you? 24, 25? 25. 25. Yeah. So I've got, um, what's the math, Rodney? I'm 54. I don't know. 29. Whoa, thanks. That Whoa. was Jacob. Whoa, he's fresh out of business school. <laughs> <laughs> he got that. <laughs> he just finished a tick this class. <laughs> Jacob bringing a business. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I'm Good not bad. quite there yet. <laughs> one plus one. Yeah, I've got you know I've got 29 years on you in, in that. So anyway, I'm motivated. I'm yep. motivated to help um, young men, not just guys my age. Okay, here's what we need. We need to encourage men to talk and give them permission to be vulnerable. Mm. Watch Band of Brothers. And watch what happens when they're in foxholes and bombs are going off. Some guys lock up and freeze. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a foxhole. I've never been in, in war like that. So I'm just I'm just taking stuff from movies, right? But you you know what I mean. So when when you lose your job, mm-hmm. when you're tempted, when you fall into temptation, like men need a safe place to admit. And I do this with Raina all the time. I'm like, can I just admit to you, Raina? I'm fearful of building. Can I just admit to you, Raina? I'm fearful of this. Or can I admit to you right now? I don't think I have. Uh, the strength to do this or the strength to do that. like, And, and then Randall will speak life into me, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. And I'll, I'll, I'll even, to the two guys that call me all the time, and you know one of them. One of them is Mike Buffelli. Um, I'll call him up, and I'll be like, man, I don't I don't know how you do this at your work, but right now this is what I'm facing. And 
I mean, I'm just telling you, like, men need the permission to be vulnerable without fear of being less of a man. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Right? And so that's what we, we need a space where we can be absolutely authentic in yeah. this. And I think our best model to follow is Jesus. Can we just wrap up with this? Because we've been at this a few minutes, and I, and I want to be good with your time. So let, let, I know you're sitting in your driveway getting ready to go into the house. So let me, give us about, what, 10 or 15 more minutes maybe on this. And guys, let's, let's each, each of you try to you know chime in and comment on this. Jesus set the model right. on what it meant to be an authentic man. Yeah. Here's one of the first things we learned about Jesus. The Bible says Jesus wept. Wow. Yeah. Shortest, shortest verse in the yeah. <laughs> go, who said who's gonna say yeah, that? I was gonna say that. Go ahead, Jordan, say it. Shortest verse in the Bible. Yes, yes, yes. But, but who's is to it say John? Isn't it in John? Yes. I don't know. Who's to say that real men don't cry though? Yeah. I mean I just oh. I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I cry all the time, I'll be honest. Yeah, maybe y'all see it or don't see it. I cry all the time. Um, I see it every time. Oh, thanks. No, Thank I'm just you. Kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Appreciate the support, Jordan. He's still trying to catch up with what Rambo is. <laughs> <laughs> He's Dude, back there. No, literally, I don't know how you knew that because I was just looking oh, back because I, I, didn't, I didn't know what that word was. And I was about to <laughs> say something about is. that. No, I know who Wait, it is. Wait, let's go back to that. Wait, what? Okay, so I, what is it? Okay, I was about to go back to a point you made earlier and I was yeah. going to ask you a question about it. And I was like, man, what was that thing they said for someone who's alone? And it was Rambo. And Rodney literally just knew what I was looking for. I don't know how he did that, <laughs> but he just knew. There's but a reason why Rodney's on staff. He sees through your soul. He does. <laughs> After we had that that one podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all were together. I can't. You guys can't. shared lip balm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh -oh. We're too okay. close. <laughs> one of you's going to weep right now. Right. <laughs> But no, one of the first emotions that we hear from Jesus is that he wept, and he wept a number of times. He wept at Lazarus's death. He wept over a city that was um, without uh, a shepherd. I mean, Jesus wept, and so it's very it's, it should be like modeled by you and I that we should weep in a number of areas. Uh, we should weep when our families are attacked. We should weep for other men that aren't, you know, captured and raptured, if you will, by salvation in Christ. Here's another one: Jesus was angered. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's okay to be angry. Ang being angry or being angered at something is not a sin. That's a whole other sermon. But it's learning to be angry appropriately. Yeah. There's wow. righteous anger and unrighteous anger. Mm. And so literally, I, I mean, I met with some guys the other day, and they were like, here's how I talk to my kids. And I'm like, all right, well, I know you don't see that as anger, but even talking to me and I'm a grown man, that's on the edge of anxious. Yeah. yeah. So here's mm -hmm. how I would say that. Like, I get what you're trying to say, but it's a, it's, it's a little too intense. And if it's intense for me, for a 54-year-old man, it's mega intense for them. And they're yeah. like, well, that's how my dad did it. And I'm like, well, I, I, don't, that, that's a, I don't care how your dad did it. You're n that's not their dad. Their you're their dad. Know. Their kid doesn't know. All right, here's another one. Jesus had an inner group of three. A leadership of twelve, and a following of a, of hundreds. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. He had a, a leadership. He had an inner group of three: Peter, James, John. But he had, he led the twelve. Mm. Yeah. But a following of a hundreds. You 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 guys need that. Like you guys are going to need at least one, two, or three that you can really trust. One of them has to be your wife if you're married. And a, there's a leadership group of twelve, meaning like try to pray for people in your life, and maybe they don't know it. Um. 
Pray for people in your life that that are good at finances, good at business, good at analytics, good at things that you're not good at. John Maxwell calls it blind spots, Mm -hmm. right? So find out some areas in your life that are blind spots. I have prayed for a staff that fills in my blind spots. Now, be honest, that's challenging. Um, You know, for instance, like one of the things I love about Rodney, just to point him out, is I'm not a dive deep kind of guy. I'm not. I'm not analytical. I'm big picture, and I can get down to grass level. Rodney gets down to how was the soil created that's growing the grass. Mm, yeah. Now that's important. Yeah. Right. To know all of that, and, but that takes time to research and find. Well, you have to surround yourself with that. Like Leah um, in my life, if I come in and announce to the church, like this is the year of the banana, Leah goes, what type of bananas, what size of bananas, what country the banana is coming from, how are we going to get the bananas here, how are we going to distribute the bananas? How are you going to keep them from bruising? How are you going to, yeah, it's just everything. Every one of those. Everything. You have to surround, that's, that's what I mean by a leadership of 12. Know where you're weak and then find friends that fill in those gaps and then have a following of, of hundreds. Like you're just okay with, but even check that, like, Go back on Instagram and make sure somebody didn't follow you that's not an inappropriate account. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So as an example, go back and make sure that those that are, are following you are the ones that you won't follow. Here's another one. Jesus sweat in blood. Wow. In other words, he was intense with his emotions. Mm. Yeah. It's okay to be intense with your emotions as long as they're in check. You know, can I yeah. say this? No, no roid rage kind of emotions. Um, like guys, learn how to get your head in, in 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 shape. If it's been a rough day, get your head in shape before you come home. Here's another one. Jesus prayed, and but he prayed, nevertheless, your will be done. So we got to pray. And then Jesus gave. Now here's the one we're going to end with. Jesus felt with, Jesus fought for, and Jesus finished faithful. Mm. Yeah. Every bit of that. So let me just review those one more time, and then we're done. Jacob, how many minutes have we been in this one already so far? 37. All right, let's do it. Let's, hold let's, on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Oh, whoa, all can right. Can I ask you a question you first? You can, please. Let me tell you that thing that I was looking for earlier. What? It was Rambo, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, here it is. <laughs> all right, so I'm one of those Rambo guys, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a loner. I like okay. to do things on my own. And I, I want to be accountable, but I don't know who to go to. I don't feel like I have those friends around me. Great question. What, what do you suggest to the person listening that that doesn't know anybody or know of anybody that's like that, or how do they find that person? You know, yeah. I mean that that's a great question. I can I can chime in and, and answer. And Ronnie, Jacob, if you guys want to, because obviously Jacob, you're very close in age to um, to Jordan, so you, and you've recently walked that. Ronnie and I have both walked that. We bought we've walked it in so many different various communities, of course school and college and then Marine Corps and marriage and business. Uh, you know, we've we've been through those different levels. First thing I'm going to tell you right now is pray. I, I think I've tried to, I've said it a, a few times, but number one, pray. I, everybody that's in my life has to have a calling to be in my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that as some elitist thing. That don't, please don't hear that as elitist. I don't mean that as that. But I've learned that. Everybody that's in my life has a calling to be in my life. If they don't have a calling to be in my life, then probably what they're going to say is not valuable to my life. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I I search deep for those relationships. Now, what I mean by that, it may be that that day I'm, I go to breakfast and I'm like, okay, Lord, I know this is just an appointment, but is this person have a calling in my life for this day? It may just be momentary. It may just be a conversation. Right. This, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. So you're saying it needs to be a priority. Yes. To look for those people. 
prayerful priority. Yes. You need to pray for those. We're, we're so desperate for friends that we'll, we'll sometimes we'll just take anybody. Yeah. That's what I meant by it's okay to have a following of friends, mm. but you need to prayerfully let, narrow down a number of people that fill in your weaknesses, but you got to start praying, Lord, bring me at least two friends, mm-hmm. two to three friends. That was Jesus's model. Two to three friends in my life that I know, no matter what, have my back. Yeah, and you got your theirs. And you got 100%. So at your age, to be honest, um, where you're at, sort of you're out of high school, you're in college, and UCF is a big school. Sometimes you're on campus, sometimes you're in person. You're involved in church, but the level that you're involved in church is you're more leadership role than you are just an attendee role. So sometimes you're separated from the attending crowd because you're in the serving crowd. Mm -hmm. So that means you're kind of always bouncing around. Um, So being in ministry as long as I have, God will show you those two to three, and they they will prove themselves in your life. But just live off that leadership principle that, Lord, only help me only allow those people in my life that you want in my life, aka they're called into your life. Yeah, that's that's critical. You guys have any other advice or? And so, well, yeah, I would just say the opposite too. We because we have a proclivity to, you know, be very cautious and careful because you don't want it coming back at you in the wrong way. So we our filter is probably hyperactive. That's true, and and we're very careful. So. I think prayer solves that problem because Mm -hmm. you're asking God to make it clear that that individual is the right person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's opening up your own heart in the process. Yeah. Yes. You know? And then once it's evident, like, just make sure you you ask them, too. That's That's true. Or yeah, else they might not know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, having that boldness, I guess. <laughs> yeah, very obvious. Yeah, <laughs> very it's obvious. Obvious, point. but it's some people. Don't exactly. catch it, you know. I have two accountability partners who don't know it yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they don't know what they're keeping me accountable for either. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a band of mysterious brothers. <laughs> oh, how funny. That's another episode. But no, that's spot on. Both of what they said is absolutely spot on to, to Rodney's point, you know. And I think in a previous episode, I said, you know, being a good friend isn't just what they do for you. It's right. does that person that just was around you, did did they benefit because they were around you? Mm -hmm. So accountability just isn't always dumping on somebody. Oh, that's good. It's when you're with them, you may not even be doing accountability, but you each are better because you were with each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like every time you're around a friend, you don't always have to be like, man, I failed again. (laughs) No, it's just hanging out with folks. and and But that's a great question, Jordan, but... All right, so Band of Brothers, lots of material we went over today. What I love about this podcast, yes, I know the length. I know there are some of us that might prefer like a 15-minute podcast or a 30-minute podcast, and we're going to try to hit you know each one of those time frames. But what I like about it is this isn't a podcast that comes out every day of the week. It's one day a week, so you can go back during the week and just take some time to soak this in. We are praying, praying, praying for you guys. Yeah. Band of Brothers, I am praying now that the front site following becomes a band of brothers, mm. even though to some extent we haven't really met all uh, each and every one of us and probably physically can't because of where we are around the country mm. and the world for that matter. Um, but I am praying that through prayer and through the, the unity of the podcast that we're following, 
that the Holy Spirit can take these words and make us a band of brothers. Our world needs to see godly men coming together. Remember, and take back biblical manhood because it's gone underground and men don't know what to do with it. We pray Mm. you today remain faithful, focused, and fearless. That is front sight. All right. Oh, one more. What do you got, Rodney? Yes, questions. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be asking you guys, uh, Pastor Ron will be posting on Instagram uh, for upcoming episodes. He'll be asking you to put out questions for content. So we'll be engaging with that in the episodes coming up. That is exactly what I'm talking about. I was already in the trees. Rodney was right there reminding me. That's exactly right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rodney. We're going to be putting out a Q&A. Uh, so look forward to that. Again, thank you guys for being here. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. God bless. God bless.